Hello, M&M listeners. This is our episode 15. No. Yes, it is. Is it okay? Yes. 15. <laughs> we have a lovely guest with us. Um, her name is Roya. And we've been wanting to have her on our podcast for the longest time. And we finally got to do it. So we're just going to chat. I think we are her guest today because oh, we're right. visiting them. That's yes. right. How <laughs> sweet is this? They were my guests. And by the way, my guest brought a fully catered meal with them from several hours away. So this is testament to like the hospitality of Persian culture and the M&M system. Aww, but, um, there's a lot. There's a lot that's wonderful about these two hey, ladies, for sure. You so thank so you so much. Yeah, of course. And thank you for having us. It's been lovely. And uh, um, it's, uh, our, our connection is very interesting because our, our moms were childhood friends. And then in this small world, um, they, they found each other in the, the whole, a whole in other side of the place. world. So, <laughs> thousand so, yeah. miles away. Years later. Like years, <laughs> years later. Years later. Yeah, that they lost touch and everything for probably over 30 years. And uh, we found them and uh, we have a pleasure of getting to know them all over again. <laughs> and as we are right now, we're talking, they're just sitting outside, which this is a beautiful, amazing place mm -hmm. that they have. And it's so peaceful. They're talking about their memories and their, you know, it's just whatever happened like 70 years ago, mm -hmm, 60 years ago, mm -hmm. 65 years ago. And they're probably That's talking behind our back too. <laughs> <laughs> I know, all the dirt comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is shown in front of the doors and everything goes on behind closed doors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll just say this. It's funny, but... um. I remember, this isn't going to be an episode about Iran, but I just remember <laughs> my last trip from Iran uh -huh. to Iran, um, and the, the ladies were all outside wearing their um, hijab and covering everything mm -hmm. in black, and then we go inside to her friend's house, and um, my mom's friends are wearing like tight blazers with boobs busting out and short <laughs> mini skirts, and they're like, out there we're like this, in, in here we're the opposite. And I thought, this, this dichotomous society is so interesting. <laughs> but what I found out is that I, I live this way. Like, we grew mm -hmm. up wearing many different hats and mm -hmm. not, not necessarily being codependent or, you know, we have a self, but we also don't have... It's, a, it's funny placing yourself as having a solid sense of self mm -hmm. um, because you do have many selves that you become very good at presenting, even if you don't grow up in that culture. Mm -hmm. So That's that true. was an interesting observation. Absolutely. But we're, we're not going to be talking about Iran. <laughs> so <laughs> We might. We might. <laughs> we're going to talk about you. Yeah, we're gonna talk oh, about boy. You. Okay, let's do it. Tell us about you. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Give me A, B, C, D. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Let me see. The paradox of choice. These days, I miss my Scantron forms, and I just want to fill in all of the above. <laughs> no, tell us about okay, you. Okay, you can just tell us um, where you were born and uh, okay. about your childhood, and you know, it's just what are your first memories oh. of life? Because you you have Fun. you have great parents. They're both doctors, and. Um, they migrated to United States when they were young. They studied mm -hmm. uh, partial of their um, courses in Iran and partial they finished their... Just tell us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, in the beginning, <laughs> I, um, I 
actually, I was telling the girls earlier, we were sitting here in the garden and having some fruit. Um, and I said probably one of my earliest memories um, are weird things like there, there are memories people tell you about and you fashion them in your head. But there are others that are so like just primitive, like the scent of sweet lemons. Mm -hmm. And I guess I was under two years old and in Iran and I don't remember anything about that trip, but when I smell those lemons, something in me just remembers something. something about and them. I think that's pretty cool, um, pretty interesting. Um, I want to jump from that to um, when I was last in Iran. We're not talking about Iran. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> it was years 20, ago was it? <laughs> about 27 years after that. And uh -huh. um, I met a lovely girl. There was an po underground poetry slam in a park, in a public building, but it was still relatively underground. Um, and they were so passionate. They were unlike we are. We are like that now, but we weren't so much like that in the past. And she said, you know, you visiting Iran, um, she alluded to a poem and it was something about um, like a flute being taken out of flute land, nay as nay as thon. Oh, yeah, and that. then it comes back there and it's like, oh, oh I, I remember what oh. I never even knew was there. Mm -hmm. And um, that blew my mind because I had all these memories about, it was like a fiction for me, mm -hmm. like fictional memories of my parents and their school and this land. Like it really was like if you, if you had a past life mm -hmm. and it's blocked from your memory and somehow you access that, access that it's really mm -hmm. kind of a trip and um i just thought this is an amazing analogy and it's so true and so it's kind of that the bookends of like the smell of the lemons and what she said like two of those things are so very real but they're really not a part of my direct experience mm -hmm. so it's just interesting all our the way we shift through life and all our different associations with do you feel it that it's lived. in your root yeah, it's very interesting. Like, I, I didn't grow up wanting that, um, but it is. And there's there's no escaping it, and that's mm -hmm. a good thing. There's funny things where they say it's in the blood. Like, um, I, I'm mystical. Like, I, I like, I love all of the analogies and the poetry and looking at the dreams and the, that aspect of Persian culture that, like, I guess it runs so deep. Mm -hmm. And... I wasn't even really brought up with it. I mean, I have these. I had these two busy parents who were doctors and running a medical practice, and we were like kids going to school and mm -hmm. lived in a small town where there are no Persians and there were no other people either. It was all white. <laughs> I don't know what to say, so I'm just going to say it was all quote unquote white. And then I think, but yeah, there's you know, none as of that. You, as you grew older, it started kind of you started becoming more aware and cognizant of all of these past memories and roots. Yeah, I'm and guessing. what what part of me is that? Like mm -hmm. these are some interesting things. It, it really literally took going back, going back, and that was like being an adopted child who finally saw their biological parents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, it's so weird. So. <laughs> For a time, I studied fashion design, and one of our wonderful friends went to FIDM here on um, fashion design mm -hmm. of Fashion Institute Design and Merchandising, mm -hmm. and she invited me to their class over there. And I grew up a very shy kid. Like, I didn't talk, I didn't Aww. show my body, I didn't question the teacher. 
really shy like they love me raise no waves <laughs> but I went there and the teacher was talking and you know I just asked questions and say what if we did this what would that look like and it blew my mind that all these guys thought, they're like you are so um you're so bold they called it bold mm -hmm. for saying something that I had now just gotten used to mm -hmm. um and it was it was fascinating like <laughs> Getting these other people's perspective of the culture I grew up in that was not me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not that in my culture, but now I am something totally different in this other culture. That's so interesting. Yeah, so that, that made me pretty aware of, all, all of a sudden it made me aware of the things that I thought were me or were my parents, but it's literally just years and generations of culture and the mm -hmm. time, environment. Mm -hmm. Like that's pretty mm -hmm. interesting. Wow. But it does run deep, doesn't it? It, it runs does. so deep. Yeah. 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 From even some things that's so silly. Like, I'm a weird person, but I notice um, even things like vocal cords, like people's intonations oh, yes. and voices from yeah. different cultures, mm -hmm. there's sounds to it. And you could say, Absolutely. not their mouth, but like the sound, uh -huh. like they're from here or there. So exactly. So in some ways, it's very biological uh -huh. and adaptive. Uh -huh. In other ways, it's like environmental and it's, it's weird. Uh -huh. That's I'm sure that she has something you to say about Yeah, that. you have something. No, 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 no. I, I, this, is, this is fascinating, and I love how, because I feel like um, in the environment that um, we, we grow up in, sometimes we're not aware of um, some of the deeper things that are embodied in us or embedded in us, mm -hmm. and then as we grow older, it kind of just, um, it's like another level, level um, unlocks. Mm -hmm. And it kind of takes us to a whole nother level of realizing what there has been, even just like what you were oh, saying, yeah. even if we haven't experienced it, like, because yeah. when I um, listen to uh, my, my parents or right now the, our moms are talking mm -hmm. with their memories, it's so deeply Deep. understood Good. to yeah. me that mm. I feel like I lived all of those years and I can feel their memories and I can get sad and happy with everything that they're saying and I can <gasps> feel it and I don't know what it is that it's like their memories in our in is in our memory and I don't know how this is all happening I, I, wow. I can just wow. explain it because yeah. it's just it's like I I'm actually when they went back Iran like the mm -hmm. like uh, last, last year, year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and they I asked them to just bring off our albums and old pictures mm -hmm. they brought a lot of them mm -hmm. you know some of them got like you know just they need to ripped be and destroyed yes yeah. you need to i start like working on and i'm looking at these pictures and they're so tiny some of them super tiny oh. but you feel like it's just you know everybody in these pictures mm -hmm. you feel like you no, know no. what is the smell you know what is the <laughs> color of mm -hmm. the clothes of like you know mm -hmm. it's just and we were not there back then, but <laughs> so how do you we know? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's beautiful. It is yeah. beautiful. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. so many unknown things in us. Like there's so many things playing under the scenes. Mm -hmm. Like when you hear about pheromones, and mm -hmm. this is a funny aside, but when you hear you hear about women, mm -hmm. and the first ten days after their period, mm -hmm. and like the pheromones, I guess signal. Uh -huh. I'm very fertile and you literally notice it that like people respond to mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. it's under like under the radar <laughs> for us but how many things about our connection to our families 
such a random association but how many things like that are so under the radar and where where do they exist like is it in the chemistry is it in something else like it mm -hmm. is but you two are also very empathetic <laughs> but you don't think that that plays into some of it I or think just so. A little yeah, bit more. Yeah, yeah. Because mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I feel like we with... feel everything really deeply. Yeah, yeah. From, um, I, I really like. I literally have compassion fatigue. Like, I, whatever that's everybody's it. going through, I feel it deeply inside my body. So, oh, yeah, yeah. That, I think that's a part of it too. And that yeah. takes up a lot of energy yeah. too. Don't think that is yeah, just it's draining. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. But at the same yeah. time, it's beautiful. Yeah. It, it, you you feel you feel connected. You feel. Um, present in all, all moments and with everybody and yeah it's yeah uh, i won't change it with anything yeah oh. yeah no it's precious it's, let's go yeah. back well, to royal yeah <laughs> i know do we want to go to me i i well this will might be a future episode but really talking about forms of fatigue it's very there's all these random forms of fatigue oh, we're yes. all becoming aware of now yes. um mm -hmm. And I, there was never a time where I became so acutely aware of the mind-body connection. Mm -hmm. Like, granted, they're very connected, but lately there are times where it's like there's a fatigue and it's probably in the mind, but we don't grow up thinking about that. Mm -hmm. It's very strange. Mm -hmm. Like, we've talked about that, like the background drain yes. from our elect electronic um, culture and the nonstop... Um, I think even things like staying awake past the sun, those patterns, but compassion fatigue is huge. Um, mm -hmm. And all these things energize us. And then there's a point where they do, and then it starts going the opposite direction. But <laughs> yeah. we love it so much. Yeah. Your attention will keep you running that marathon if they're <laughs> clapping, exactly. and then you'll pass out. <laughs> it's like that. But th know, that's a whole other topic. The funny thing is just as a woman, yeah. In history, like a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, even our gram grandmas, mm -hmm. when they reached fifty, they were done. It's just mm -hmm. a like they did everything. <laughs> now we're still thinking about what I am going to do when in the I next ten years. I know it's I'm so still stressed out. <laughs> yeah, I'm planning yeah. more for my future. <laughs> You're done, lady. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the physical energy really literally funny, yeah. starts kind That's of dropping down. Yeah, That's a really just good like point. what we were saying right before the podcast, all three of us are still feeling like we're living like teenage lives yeah. and still like bachelor life and we we don't have the same physical energy as we used to, but well, we our think mind we do. is there, yeah. <laughs> we really yeah. think we do, yeah. <laughs> and it's for good, I think. Oh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Um, you went to school to when oh, you yeah. were six or seven. Yeah, so, um, oh, so I was born in Canada. Um, my parents actually came from Iran for their um, medical residencies, and they thought they'd be going back to Iran. Um, they had me by, kind of by accident. My mom was a resident in the Peds ward, and here was this lady who kind of couldn't speak perfect English, and here she is popping babies out. Aww. And very apologetic, like, sorry, guys, I've got to be out for a while. Um, but they did it. And then they had my brother a year after that. Um, and the revolution happened sometime after that. And so they kind of, um, by default, ended up never going back to Iran mm -hmm. for some 20-something years, <laughs> literally. Wow. Um, 
but um, yeah, um, moved to Kentucky and then they moved here to California. I think part of it was their kids had allergies and um, I don't know where to take it from there, but I, <laughs> I'll fast forward and say a defining aspect of my life has probably been um, being born to two doctors from another country in a different time and I think figuring out like quote unquote who I am mm -hmm. or what I am and um, that, that's been interesting um, because medicine is a great field. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. Um, it's helpful. Any human being wants to know about the body and mm -hmm. practice and it's for the most part stable and respected. Um, but the interesting thing happens when you come to this country and you have choices that beckon you, lots of choices. Mm -hmm. yeah. So like in Iran there's almost, there was this thing like, oh, you can be a doctor, a lawyer, or engineer. Mm -hmm. It's so simple <laughs> and we'll kind of streamline you into what you're well adapted <laughs> yeah. for. You don't deal with choice. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes you come here, you're, you're in school, you don't work, you don't know. Yes. You go to college, you're still not working, mm -hmm. I hate to say this. Yeah. You get to pick a major and I call, I would call it doctor by default. I was like, mm -hmm. well, I guess I'm taking science classes because I have to be pre-med mm -hmm. and I'm doctor by default. <laughs> <laughs> just cruising along. It's like an arranged marriage when you're just cruising uh -huh. along. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's interesting. And it takes a lot of courage to, to reroute and take another route that you actually want to take, right? And I think yeah. last time that we were talking, you were saying that you were taking some medical classes first yes. right and then you started switching so uh, it's pretty interesting yeah. yeah was it was it easy to make that choice was it because i'm pretty sure your parents are understanding enough that oh, yeah. there weren't there weren't a lot of pressure from your parents yeah there's zero you pressure yourself, was it easy to to make that switch and just go a totally different route that's the thing oh switches guys so it um in the early days, there was a little bit of um, doing things for them that I was conscious of. Like mm -hmm. I was, um, after college, I had studied acting and psychology, and that's a whole other story, but I was very interested in that. And at the time, I had some med school interviews, and um, but I had some other things that our classes were going down to L.A. to try mm -hmm. out for a different, um, like different um, professionals mm -hmm. and get feedback. And um my parents were really against it. It was interesting, like against going against what if an accident happens, like there was so much worry loaded. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the mess it was interesting because the message I had received was, if you do this, you're going to break our hearts. Aww. Like it was such a deep, and they say it wasn't that, but the message I received was, you're going to ruin it all and break our hearts. And if there's an off chance that this thing derail derails everything we've worked for, Aww it's going to be cataclysmic. Oh, no. Um, and it was like a steer in the headlights. Oh. I can't remember. I finally did the sign of the cross and went with my friend and had to keep reminding myself I'm not a bad person. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it was big. And, but what's interesting about that theme is um, it recurs in so many ways where I, I think still I, I'll be attached to so many different things that it's hard to center and be like what do I want and what's feasible mm -hmm. and it gets to the point where you need what you want because you need that for others mm -hmm. like yes you need it for yourself but you also need it for others because we need boundaries and we need to take responsibility for what's real right. um, and it takes a fight 
to do that. It's yeah, not easy. Oh, yeah. And everyone on all levels, like whether it's your sexuality, your passion, your everything, you know, yeah. we have to get in touch with and advocate for self. Mm -hmm. So after that, um, I remember coming back and then I got into medical school kind of last minute and it was foreign and my bags were packed and everyone's like, you're going. And I'm, I'm thinking, what? What? Are you oh, sure? No. <laughs> Are you sure about this? You think I'd be a little more decided <laughs> that this is what I want if we're going to invest all this time and money. But I went on my two-week vacation um, and that was fascinating. And I was told if I stay, I'd get six months. Um, so if I stay six months, I can ha take a leave of absence. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like a lot of us who are taught to strive, we're taught to make it happen, mm -hmm. not to listen to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And th there's, that was interesting too, because I, I left, I actually left when I started failing one or two classes. So I no longer decided, it decided for mm -hmm. me, sort of. The first term was fine. Um, you were not ready for it. It wasn't something to just... Oh, no. In fact, there was a pull. I always, I still liken it to if you were gay and you were told to be straight. Like, it, and your parents were Catholic and from another culture. But, and it's not because of my parents or me, but it's the whole situation. Yeah. Like, sometimes these things are so deep inside and you can't, um, you can't decide it. It mm -hmm. decides for you. Like, wow. it, mm -hmm. it, in small steps, it will. Yeah. And um, it's kind of an interesting thing because I love the word interesting, but um, <laughs> I came back actually really demoralized. <laughs> like down and demoralized because it was just like this thing of trying and it doesn't work out oh. but unaware that like it was not supposed to work out from the beginning yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I was terrified and I call home and they're like okay come home and guess what I discovered um another member of my family I won't disclose too much had come home two months before me Oh, so, the same scenario? Oh yeah, God. this member was at the library and literally like closed his books and was like, guys, I'm going home. I don't know, going to go home, maybe play a soccer game, just chill out. <laughs> but he was literally going home. <laughs> and he was home, when, so everyone is coming back to the nest. Like, you cannot force anything. But um, in the end, he went back. I didn't, and I went through this interesting trajectory where I became a serial student almost. Like that phase in life where you're like, <laughs> you never end. I'm going to try psychology <laughs> now. <laughs> okay, time to get a degree. But, uh, but there wasn't enough. Of, there's a period where you need to not know if you're making choices, and I kept on like um, stillbirthing the not knowing period. Mm -hmm. So I'd start psychology, and it's like, well, go get into any program because you could get a master's, and then you can apply back to med school or something. But don't waste time. So I applied to these random programs, and I wasn't ready for them, and I'd go and I'd drop out. <laughs> and then there'd be another thing, like I'd sign up and do a fashion design scholarship and get that for the summer, and then my roommate was a admissions director, and she'd be like, try to apply, you could get in. Well, I had only taken a few art classes, and so I'd get in, and I'd go again, and it's great fun, but I don't know that I want to be a fashion designer. Mm -hmm. And it, it sounds so prima donna, but again, this was weird. Um, first year, <laughs> I dropped out. And th this is a person, I was someone who went, worked hard, and I was a valedictorian, and I got into Ivy League school, but there were things under, under there, mm -hmm. other circumstances underneath. But 
I kept on being asked, like, are you sure you want to stay? <laughs> and it was extremely demoralizing. Uh, just like, I don't know what's happening here. Mm -hmm. Again, like, under the covers, I'm like, what's yeah. going on? And then, so this kept on happening. And the last, the last dance was, um, since I was a child, I liked doing hair. So I um, was told, you know, have fun. Just go mm -hmm. learn something fun. Mm -hmm. And stop going to school and just, like, maybe work. Like, like officially work and just uh -huh. call that it. <laughs> I had word money. I had done that during the school, but it was like stop the school now. Like stop. It doesn't need to be like a program. Take a few classes for fun. But I've been so primed for like you don't do stuff for fun. Like even when I tried, it was like the, like deactivated. Like mm. this is not. It's so doing anything. It's weird because I feel like I was primed for if you don't know the purpose, don't do it. Mm -hmm. If you don't know the path, yeah. don't do it. You're going to get killed. Mm -hmm. It's that, that. So it's very interesting. Even now, doing one or two things just to see is like alarm bells go off. Yeah. So many. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like I'm going to empty out my bank account and go gambling or something. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So it's like, how do you deprogram this? First, should yeah. you? That always comes up, and then it's like, uh -huh, how do you? Uh -huh. And um, it's good. I mean, the way I look at it right now is a little more organic. And um, like the whole thing about not knowing till you know, that's part of the mystery of life. Mm -hmm. For some reason, it's part of this fun game. Yeah. Like you know, but it's fun to hide your Easter eggs and not know, and then <laughs> find them again. I don't know. Yeah. Um, do you think still you're not sure about because you have yeah, a successful a business mm -hmm. and it's just you're yeah. taking care of yourself. It's just you're I working know. and yeah. you have a, you know, it's just yeah. great These place to live. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and this you're is something to think yeah, about. Yeah, you're a very successful hairstylist, right? And, and you yeah. you're freelance, right? You, I you freelance and I can go. It's mm -hmm. given me a lot of the freedom mm -hmm. um, to be artsy, to be like mm -hmm. counselor, to be all of these things. Mm -hmm. um, and um, now I'm just, I'm finding that there's more, I want to go back to school. <laughs> I just want to be, as a hairstyle, I just want more. I think mm -hmm. there's something in me that always wants more mm -hmm. and something new. Like there's something that likes stability and <laughs> likes the new. Mm -hmm. So it's always going to be there. Like I live here. Well, maybe I want to live there part of the time. Mm -hmm. I'm learning that that's okay. Like, that's okay, mm -hmm. again, because we can. Then, as soon know? as she finds something that is just, she thinks that she can get more out of it. That can still happen. <laughs> like, opportunistic. Uh -huh. Yes. But it's also, I think, for a lot of us, it's, it might be a person. For me, I think that's a personality thing. Like, I've, I've found this out, um, a neogram type four, and they're, their thing seems to be always, how do I make it better? How do I put the icing on the cake? Finding myself, finding you, finding things. It's almost like a dramatic, explorative type. And um, What do you think is like behind finding? What, what do you think you finding. should find? Um, I think in, its, in and of itself, it's enjoyable. Mm -hmm. that's, that's it. Like, if you like to surf, it's just, is, yeah. it's like mm -hmm. breathing, like, you can't place, I can't place it, but the idea of building and running a company, boring. The idea of building and leaving it, exciting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it's a thing of, like, right. creating and leaving something about that is just, mm -hmm. like, breathing. I don't know. And I, I haven't done it bravely enough, but I think for a lot of us, it's, like, set steps, and then you're, like, this is who, 
not who I am, but this is like what I do. Like mm -hmm. you do drawing, you do starting and moving on or whatever it is. Um, yeah. So I think that's where I am now. Yeah. And um, COVID's been an interesting reset for all of us. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. But it's been, boy, um, I've heard about this whole thing they call Kundalini rising, which is a spiritual term for like more awareness. But to me, it's like, um, it's like the destruction and the creation that follows, like the falling down mm -hmm. of the house of cards and the real yeah. rebuilding back mm -hmm. up. And when in between those two phases, there's like the reassembling of mm -hmm. the parts mm -hmm. and that can make you feel pretty crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. um, your bearings are gone and it has to be that way. <laughs> yeah. probably, you guys have probably lived that several times over, mm -hmm. oh, but yeah, I'm in that times. stage and I think a lot of us are like women, people, certain age, COVID, this rapidly changing everything. Mm -hmm. It's just like we're juggling all these things all the time. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have any drama in your life? Like fun drama? Like no drama, just a real drama. Like a good story. No, not <laughs> no. even that. Like human drama? Mm-hmm. Nope. Something that is just, you know, it's like, yeah, well, change no. your life or it's just, you know, oh. it's like push you to, to, to some, yes. <laughs> yeah, I have. I think um, the first time was actually... Um, Apply, it hasn't gone so bad yet. I have a feeling it, this is like the next cycle. Mm -hmm. But the, in the last cycle, I was taking some classes um, to apply to PA school. Mm -hmm. So this is the honest truth. Now I, I love mental health. I love helping people. Mm -hmm. I'm getting older. I like talking. I like, mm -hmm. you know, I like working with people in that level, but one-on-one. -on -one. Some people are teachers. Some are performers. Mm -hmm. um, so it was this sort of thing about taking this in the direction of mental health counseling, nursing, PA, and again, PA was the practical option because mm -hmm. it's shorter education. I could start interesting um, lateral, like lateral mobility within the field. But um, some, some series of events happened and I, a class I needed was offered in LA over a summer. And again, here's the pattern. Mm -hmm. All of us, we have patterns we live out. Mm -hmm. And it was like, take the class now um, so you can apply sooner. Don't wait another term. And this was a pivotal moment for me. It's funny, but I, I left and um, just for the first time in my life moved somewhere without a job and without family and without all that. Because there's always mm -hmm. been a reason. And this reason was just a summer class. And it ended up, it ended up being for me... I think it was for me to move somewhere I wanted to move and it wasn't about rushing the class. Mm. And I, it's weird because I knew that before I went. Mm -hmm. So in that cycle of things, and I say this because I think we all live these patterns, some part of me now knew that it wasn't about that. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I did it, I stayed there for a year and I came back to a cycle of it's, it's not here right now. But it's cool when you're starting to do these things in a more and more aware mm -hmm. Um, more aware pattern and so that was the first um, that was your drama that was my drama I mean wow. the next step of the drama <laughs> the next step will be the next career or life move that it will be very different and it can be because I don't have a husband kids all these things tying me down 
I'm scared, but it's going to have to be really free and kind of like trust God, trust mm -hmm. people, trust the universe. Mm -hmm. and again, maybe other generations didn't get to do that that easily, but mm -hmm. we, we really do. It's almost like an imperative. It is like yeah. an imperative in you, and if you don't, it happens anyways. Like, yeah. things unfold. Like, this is like where free will and faith... Um, in the Bible, it says a man charts his path or something and the Lord directs his steps. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of that principle of we make our choices, but th there's something subconscious that drives mm -hmm. it all. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I, th I think the next cataclysmic step is doing something with no connection mm -hmm. to career and maybe just connection to pa right. passion. Because mm -hmm. I already did that step. And I can go back to, again, okay, new career, then I can move somewhere else or new career that is mobile and I can mm -hmm. travel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, I can't hold on to the safety or practicality anymore. Mm -hmm. Like something's just telling me you can't do it. I have girlfriends from way back from other countries mm -hmm. who wanted to be architects and this and that and they became doctors and we'd joke and she'd be like, it's the practical side. <laughs> like it's like George W. Bush. Like your dad did it. Like why, where do you go from being president? Of course you're gonna be president. <laughs> He was a good president, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, compared to some others, really good and very benign. <laughs> but yeah, I guess drama. Yeah, no drama. I mean, I guess the drama would be coming back from med school is the biggest drama or dating, dating someone who is like a lot older than me. Or, I mean, a huge drama. This is funny. Traveling with someone you're not married to. That was huge. That was like, hey, I didn't get stoned for that. No joke. <laughs> uh, I felt bad every step of the way, but it happened. And the funny thing is... Did you have fun? I did have fun. Okay. That's the funny thing. I've learned I've had fun. So there are these two things where I've, like, I've learned I've grown, I've had fun. Um, but um, what grow. I didn't do, what I didn't do, though, this is the weird thing. What I didn't do is stick around and date and meet my husband and have kids. Mm -hmm. So it's constantly like, I grew, was that the path for me? Or should I have not ever traveled with a guy that I'm not on the marriage path with? Um, and this is a weird part. Again, I'm like, part of me has it in my head, marriage, intimacy, <laughs> all the rest. And there's some sense to that. And I really like want to do that this time around because mm -hmm. you, you can't, you can. At first you're like, I got to try the other stuff. Right. And then you're like, well, I want, I want to do this thing that I, I grew up with that I thought was kind of lame. Like, there's some good stuff to that. So now let's try what the parents did. <laughs> See how that works out. Why not? Yes, if you um, can actually apply all the But no one died. Like, I, you know, yeah, I learned. I had fun. No bombs went off, but there was some initial drama. There's always initial drama in any change, isn't there? Mm -hmm. yeah. True. Very true. When you're talking about drama, what what mm, what would be considered mm -hmm. drama Spe if anything comes to no, mind? I really wanted to know is just what kind of like. <laughs> I know that you guys luckily didn't have any tragedy, tra yeah. Yeah. yeah, tragedy in your life, but it's just after that the next step is going to be the drama, and I think yeah. these were your Dramas. dramatic stories of your life. Yeah, these were the highlight of like. Like because, the drama. Yes, drama. Down. But I think you were lucky that you didn't Very. have to deal with any any major issue no. or many 
like a sibling dying or like your parents yes yeah you know mm -hmm. divorcing even or it's just and being in a war mm -hmm. you know it's mm -hmm. like a war mm -hmm. leaving your everything mm -hmm. behind yeah like the, these things chronic mm -hmm. illness in the family and you're the child taking care taking like there's, care of it yes um bankruptcy like there's so many yeah. scary things but what's interesting is this this level of trauma was a lot for me. Like, no, no. It's I, just it is like, amazing how there's so many yeah. different levels of trauma yeah, and depend yeah. on what you're ready for. Exactly. None of us want to be ready for anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's so many different levels of it. Yeah. And we all go through many different, even mini dramas every day. And then yeah. a little bit larger ones and a little bit more drastic yeah. ones. And um, yeah, it, at, at the moment in whatever situation we're in and whatever um, environment we're living in, we always have to deal with a lot of different things that at the moment that we're in it, um, it is, it is drama. It's, it's, it's an up and down, something that we're just like what Marin was saying, yeah. it, it helps us grow and find something new about ourselves and move forward and uh, the levels are really different but it's always happening constantly that's true that's yeah. true you you both had like one your most co common trauma or drama mm -hmm. was what would you say um, oh god <laughs> more, more than anything more than leaving your country which no is we very had, hard we had too, many. Yeah, too many okay yeah the, the main one the first one that when we were really young was uh, living through war yeah. the eight years of war and then leaving the country and starting all over again and just Guys, it's just, that's, that's very very <laughs> it's general it's so yeah. Heavy. And, yeah. but it, each one of them has its own story and explanation like yeah. before that is just i remember my first drama of the life when I was six and Iran was going through the revolution and our school was closed almost for six months. It was first grade mm -hmm. and it was my first experience with school. No, second because mm -hmm. the first, you know, it was just before then I was in the school yeah. for preschool. But um, they were they were like a bomb threatening and they had to just kick everybody out and all of the bus schools were on strike nobody couldn't take the kids back to school we were i remember oh. one of the scene that we were all standing in a like oh my god in front of the school and they they couldn't they didn't know what to do with us and wow. i remember that there was like no phone no cell phone nothing and then so, I don't know, somebody told yeah. our parents to just come and get us. We were just thinking that... However they did yes, that. Yes, yeah. yeah, now our school is going to be exploded oh. somewhere. You were six years old. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. And then it's just for days and days, they were striked um, on um, electricity. They shut the power off because they were trying to put the pressure on government. Uh -huh. And we didn't have power for days. Mm -hmm. Uh, my parents, they were homeschool me, mm -hmm. like all other kids, mm -hmm. because schools were closed. And we were sitting by like a candle or like very little tiny light, and they were teaching me how to read and write, and like they were trying to entertain me and play game, and we were hearing all of the noises outside. They were just <laughs> demonstrations, and, yeah. yeah. To shooting guns and it, it was it was very very you know it was just bizarre we, we've had many yeah. lifetimes of this <laughs> yeah. you guys yeah. I mean, just like I'm going I'm listening to you and say like think of a six-year-old and when you hear a bomb like 
Do you even know what that is? Yeah, is there, right? There's it's not like, the it internet. It doesn't register, right? It's Did, like... had, had there been another relative who had was bombed or this or that? Or were you asking each other, what's that? Like, mm -hmm. what's that? Mm -hmm. Like here in 9-11, I remember mm -hmm. waking up and there was, was like, there was a bomb. So I just remembered that existential, like I was incredulous. And then it's like, mm -hmm. everything is shaken. Like you just don't even know where to start. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I can't imagine it literally happening at your school and your child and yeah, uh, yeah. that was wow. just the beginning that's just one us. little one yeah. little smidgen <laughs> yeah. i mean so many so, so many cool trauma. things so many I know, cool, cool. Things <laughs> but that's the thing you hear i hate to say this about drama but um like trauma even or or annoyance detour inconvenience um problem is an opportunity mm -hmm. they say that mm -hmm. and from a detached perspective, mm -hmm. is it is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but do you guys carry that with you now? Like, how do you let go of the resentment and like tell yourself, "Oh, another opportunity"? <laughs> <laughs> Not sarcastically. Yeah. I do it yeah. sarcastically. Like, oh, great, this is an opportunity to give the police this for this ticket. Or, wow, yeah. this is an opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> how do you get rid of that yeah. mindset? <laughs> After so many, like uh, until until even a little bit, little while ago, every Can time I just not I would say, anymore? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would say, yeah, this is um, I I was supposed to learn some lessons through this, and I was supposed to grow as a person and become better. And and then you get to a point, it's like, okay, how many lessons am I supposed I, yeah, to learn? I'm done with school. And, yeah, and, and what am I supposed to do with everything I learned? Like, can I use them now, please? Can I just? <laughs> Like the lessons become like wars. Like you think you're setting up house and it's being tumbled down, and it's like, how about I grow this government and this city? Like how about? Yeah, yeah. It gets to a point that you're like, okay, I'm done with school now. Please. Yeah, it's it's funny. It gets to a point where you're like, this is bullshit. Like I can I can go with this narrative about it being a lesson. Yeah. But maybe I don't want to. Maybe yeah. it's just bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's okay to say that and then revisit it later. Uh -huh. <laughs> Absolutely. So let me see. Tell us. Tell us what's more. next. Tell us uh, where do you see, see yourself in in the near future or or far out. I know. I where should have some next. Oh, that's a good question to just ask. These open-ended questions. I'm buying myself time. What's next? Huh, what's next is literally, there have been several nexts, and I think of them all. Like one next is, um, we live, I live in this beautiful area. My parents have this huge, beautiful property, and I remember it from childhood being the land. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. about how important generations and stories are and mm -hmm. keeping things in the family. So I, I, this area right now is like a booming wine industry, and I think about the land like my parents came here they worked hard they bought things they kept working hard it was one level of growth but what if our thing was something different like not just to become doctors but mm -hmm. now we have the land and we have all this stability mm -hmm. they grew up doing that what what did i grow up with yes. well um meeting people and seeing what can we do with the land like mm -hmm. things like you know when parents are older what can we do like they're they're diehard do it all themselves but what if it looks like redoing the house I think of intergenerational housing mm -hmm. or like um, 
like uh, Riyadh's, like mm -hmm. situations where you're separate but together, mm -hmm. which they were trying to get away from. Mm -hmm. But we don't have that here. Mm -hmm. Like the biggest jam is like if we're all living close by on the same land, working together, you know, that, you, you can beautiful. work from home. Yes. Your grandparents are babysitting the kids. Mm -hmm. um, there's less complication. You're maximizing your life. Mm -hmm. And it is not survival anymore. It's mm -hmm. the, the next stage Actually, becomes creation cool, cool and maximizing. Yeah, and you can keep this going. It can just be in your family for yeah. generations. Yeah. And, and uh, all of us, I mean, I think that I'm like, it's, it's about maximizing. Like, for me, COVID is like, what matters and how do we maximize? And how do we simplify? And like all this spread out, like, like we're spreading all this stuff out and juggling all this stuff. We'll get rid of the clothes you don't wear. Get rid of the stuff that's marginal and concentrate where it matters. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, just cleanse it all. Get rid of it all. And then the alternate reality, it's like, get a car, grab a suitcase, find something like a podcast, find a way to generate income. Because it's fun to generate income with what you do and pour that income back and do more. Mm -hmm. And just be Jack Kerouac on the road, like do it. Like the discovery is fun. And I, I actually called this thing examined life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, for a long time, I like to hike and wander. And like some people do that, take photographs or paint. Mine was like examining life. <laughs> and I'm like, in, the all, in another reality, it's like a year of the examined life. Like just do it. Um, <laughs> there's multiple of those. But the ones that have died are for a while, it was like, okay, get serious about marriage and building something with someone. And although I want that, it strikes me that you first just have to really be serious about yourself. Again, because like when you're really living yourself, and even though that always changes. How serious you are about yourself. Yeah, I don't know what, I, that, that's a good question. Like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Like, does it mean in isolation, what can you do that concentrates your passion that you can give back or does what do you do in relation to others mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so here it's i think i'm becoming more serious about myself in the sense of like time is short and i like that about mortality mm -hmm. or seeing the passage of time where it's like where do i give the most when when is it useful and i guess that becomes what what interests me is becoming more important what energizes me or you or anyone what interests you is becoming more important than what will provide stability or what should I do? Do you it kind think, of like, it's almost like if you had X days to live, what yeah, would you do? That's yeah. becoming more real in a weird but it's way. Just, do you think that it's just if, if your parents were not able to provide you, you were not able to think about like, how much like you're thinking about these things these that's things. such a good and then question you, then you have to just work and provide yourself and like maybe yes. your family then you didn't even have time yeah i wish for that like, sometimes i really <laughs> wish for that so the other day i was like i feel crazy i wish i had a husband and kids and i just wish we were working together mm -hmm. and we had school and the kids and it was all in these boxes where i was just doing my thing like people go to retreats and they meditate and they work the land because like because it's just set it's set in place and they just mm -hmm. do it and mm -hmm. like i almost want that it may be a regression of sorts but <laughs> i really want that and i want to fit in yeah i kind of want to figure out how to plug into that and if it's too late 
but I'm not, not good at creating that myself. So like having ADD <laughs> and then having the dissolution of all of our structures that were mm -hmm. formerly in place, mm -hmm. it's like, how do you create that? Yeah. And how much do you, like some parts of you wants the freedom, some parts of you yes, fuck against that's, it. Yeah. That's Don't you guys love working from home, but yeah. isn't it good to work in the office mm -hmm. and with people? Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, and choosing it's that two again. Different, yeah. Two yeah, different, different life worlds. stories. Yeah. And it's yes. never too late. Yeah, as, as long as uh, we all figure out exactly who we are and we figure out ourselves and what do we want and how do we want our life to be, um, it, I think it's everything. The thing that almost all of us want these days is to have kind of both, to have the stability and that's the freedom, point. but that's almost impossible. So we kind of have mm. to choose one of these two paths. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then like for a time, even decide yeah, for a time. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, throughout the years that we move forward in our life, different things become important to us. Yeah. So, um, yeah. when you know what you really want, then you can always just work towards that. Cause you know that you experienced the exploration and you can experience that. So now you can kind of plug yourself into that more, um, the, the stability and what you really want to build for yourself. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think as, as soon as we figure ourselves out which is the easiest thing in do, the world do you think it's gonna happen <laughs> um for any of ever? us ever no 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 we're just some we're people just, are lucky like ben, ben carson is he the neurosurgeon <laughs> or heart surgeon four years old i knew i'd be a doctor well, yeah <laughs> and he's still a doctor i think it's like oh you're so lucky well, the <laughs> is, the, one, one thing that a lot of people are especially like That's young people are th saying these days are Finding myself, yeah, finding you can myself. you can never find yourself. You get when build you do, you're dead. So you got to see how who you want to be and then build it. See, that's very act, that's a yeah. very active role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, I think so our challenges in wow. the life is totally different from mm -hmm. people that they leave different countries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like well, that's interesting. I don't yeah. want to name any countries mm -hmm. like yeah. that. It's just it's gonna create, but yeah. their challenges in the life mm -hmm. is totally different. Mm -hmm. They yeah. don't even have time to think that mm -hmm. who they are mm -hmm. because yeah, right? they they have struggled with water they have mm -hmm. struggled with like finding food they have struggled to find a job they have struggled to um you know it's just uh, with the government like yes, yes, yeah. yes just yeah. escape death or whatever and yeah they are they are great people too they they have like you know it's just um they could have all of the opportunity that we have and they can be great mm -hmm. people yeah. and that's that i think that's why a lot of people that they migrate to United States, they know exactly what they want, uh, yeah. and they just make it happen because they they had such a hard time, and they just come to mm -hmm. build it right away and just and so have great. yes have a have a life. I'm a doctor. I'm gonna be a doctor. I'm like they're be not thinking company. about like oh I'm tired or um, yeah. no will this person like this <laughs> no. or what else can I do yes. yeah yeah they're just gonna make it happen it yeah. whatever it is mm -hmm. yeah that's so different oh it's this just remind me of a movie I saw about um, I forget the name of the movie but it's about two Syrian sisters and they leave they're swimmers it might be called swimmer uh-huh and one of them they're both being trained for the Olympics by their father who could have been in Olympics but mm -hmm. wasn't able to mm -hmm. um, and one of them actually I think they go to Germany eventually yes correct yeah just you saw it no 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 I know oh, the story that one they, becomes they, a swimmer they serve, <laughs> save a lot of 
and they save a lot of people. Yes, the one becomes a swimmer and uses that platform, and the other, um, who is the party girl and also the swimmer, but the not as good swimmer, ends up like helping refugees cross and get out of her mm -hmm. country. Like her life was seemingly all about self, but um, she wasn't even pursuing swimming. It was like all about the other. Mm. And there's a scene where she talks about her purpose. Oh, nice. And it's, it was I, really I'm interesting. I'm going to watch it, definitely. Yeah. It's just, oh, my I know gosh. The story is just, oh, yeah. Cool. See, it's like, whoa. Like, it's, they were groomed to be about their they life. And all of a sudden. Uh, immigrants that they fall off from the boat. Yeah. As well. I think it's just, oh. that's, that's a very interesting story. Mm. Interesting. Oh, it's a, yeah, a crazy story. But to think that a country is dealing with this so many years. Mm hmm. And like we're all in these different stages, and yeah. yeah. Wow, time is going by fast. I know. Yeah, that's what yeah. happens. We're at I love it. This is the thing. These these girls are great because okay. you can <laughs> you can talk about anything and everything. And um, you are great. It's just like every moment fascinating. So <laughs> thank you. I love thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for doing this with us. This was fun. No, awesome. Is there anything else that is, is burning your you mind? Because we have three minutes and then yeah. just wrap it up. I'm good. I'm just, uh, yeah, very grateful to, to find you guys. And I just love the spirit of um, everything that you surround yourself with. And you're, you're all very oh. calm and yeah. soothing <laughs> and lovely people. And um, yeah, this, yeah, this was just like what we were saying in the beginning. We're, we're we're your guests and you're our guests and it, it was it was That's a lovely amazing. day it was uh I, I just love the the serene sounds and everything because we were actually going to do the podcast outside and then we right. thought there might be yeah. too many background noises <laughs> but we're hearing the birds and everything is yes yeah and um, when she says too many background noises it's this i don't know how many thousands of land they have it's just, <laughs> they have a lot of cows and it's just we just heard like this is a mountain lion <laughs> pleasure and thank you so much for your time and your family time um, you people will listen and uh, yeah. it's probably we're going to repeat it again sometimes like with a specific specific yeah subject. definitely we can do oh yeah episodes. this is yeah. so great but yeah. this this whole experience has been a lot i want to say uh -huh. to everyone who is <laughs> experiencing life out there this whole thing has been an experience from getting to meet you to like our parents touching way back when to even me wanting to meet up with you guys mm -hmm. and then letting it go and here you are coming to visit mm -hmm. and then the podcast happens mm -hmm. so that the experience of not holding on so tightly and being blessed is we real. are, we are happy. Like, so thank you guys, thank you, really. Thank you for <laughs> listening. Yeah, Good. Okay, thank then, you, everyone. listeners. Thank you, we listeners. We are almost done with uh, another episode. Yeah. Just wait for next one. Hopefully nobody doesn't get sick. <laughs> nobody, nobody gets lazy. <laughs> we'll come back with the next episode. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 <laughs>